0: John Lemon lectures the Catholic Church. Carla Broussard responds next. Hello and welcome to Focus, the Catholic Answers podcast for living, understanding, and defending your Catholic faith. I'm Cy Kellett, your host, and the Vatican said recently Catholics are not going to bless same-sex unions and... You might be surprised at this, but a lot of celebrities disagreed uh, and in various ways, in various modes. We thought that one of the most articulate disagreements came from Don Lemon, a host from CNN. And so we chose to listen to it with Carlo Grussard and ask him to give us his response uh, to what Don Lemon had to say. So here's our conversation with Carlo. Carla Boussard, thanks for being here with us. Hey, thanks for having me, Sai. I, I actually thought immediately of you when I saw a little clip on TV of uh, Don Lemon, uh, who's a CNN host, right. on The View. Don't, yeah. don't ask me why I was watching Don Lemon on The View. <laughs> it's none of your business. But uh, the, uh, And he was giving his response to, then this is going to get confusing, to the Vatican's response to a question about blessing same-sex unions. Yes. Okay. So I thought it would be fun to talk with you about it because uh, uh, he provides a lot of opportunity for reflecting on on how you respond to these things. So for the thing that, the response is, so basically how it seems to have worked is some bishop somewhere in the world asked the Vatican, are we supposed to be, or can we be blessing same-sex unions? Right. And uh, And... The responsum is the official word from the Congregation of the Doctrine of the Faith said no, uh, uh, and then uh, gave some an explanatory note yes. about that. The, I did not feel surprised that the answer was no. Did you f- have any sense of surprise at that? No, not at all. Uh, the Pope Francis has been very consistent
1: yeah. in his stance and defending and explaining the church's teaching on the appropriate moral use of our sexual powers in rejecting and condemning same-sex sexual activity, as well as the unions that would be ordered toward that activity and celebrating it. And so what you have here is the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith simply reaffirming what the Church teaches. For example, paragraph 2357, the Catechism's when it's talking about the immorality of same-sex sexual activity, it states in paragraph 2357, under no circumstances can they, that is homosexual acts, be approved. Yeah. And then the church is simply, the CDF is simply reaffirming what the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith said in 2003 in its document considerations regarding proposals to give legal recognition to unions between homosexual persons. Yeah. And in that document, it denied the giving of legal status to such unions and so here we just have the church being consistent with its prior teaching, and all. But that,
0: but it's teaching that goes all the way back to Jesus. Oh, sure, you know, in, yeah. uh, certainly in Matthew's gospel, I think the nineteenth chapter of Matthew's gospel, where he quotes the book of Genesis to the people who ask him about marriage. And so I guess we say not even just back to Jesus, all the way back to the writing of the <laughs> book of Genesis, right? So,
1: and it's so, not just by way of supernatural revelation, but also what is revealed to us within the very nature of our bodies and the sexual powers that we have as
0: human beings. So um, I listened on the way home uh, after the show the day that this happened to National Public Radio to see how National Public Radio, NPR, would report it. And they reported it with a good deal of disappointment, and they kind of ended with a sad note that said, well, the Catholic Church, as we all know, is very slow to change. And I thought, that is not the correct ending to this report. Indeed. Because some things never change. Amen. Jesus is God. It's not gonna be a slow, gradual giving up of that. Right. What Jesus taught us about sexual unions is definitive. And We're, it's a good, right? Yeah, right. That's
1: one thing we need to emphasize in our conversation is that what the, what the church teaches about human sexuality as given to us by God through natural revelation, what we can know by reason, by looking at our bodies and our powers and what they're for, and also through supernatural revelation, that this is a good. It's meant for us as human beings, what's good and perfective for us as human beings, which is ultimately constitutive, that is to say, it constitutes our human happiness. And this is one of the fundamental flaws of modern culture in thinking that our opposition to same sex sexual unions are bad. They think it's bad, and therefore they're disappointed. Right? They think our opposition to such unions is bad and therefore they're disappointed that we're not affirming it, right? Yes, I but that assumes they think that assumes that same sex sexual unions and the activities involved are a good. Right. And so what we're calling bad, they're calling good. What they call good, we're calling bad. And that's going to be sort of at the heart of yeah. what we're going to focus on today.
0: The only other thing I'll say about the reporting before we uh, listen to the clip from Don Lemon on The View is um, a lot of people report it. Like, the Christian community and its pastors, this is part of the Vatican's response, are called to welcome with respect and sensitivity persons with homosexual inclinations, and will know how to find the most appropriate ways consistent with ter- church teaching to proclaim to them the gospel in its fullness. That is, the gospel's for all of us. Everybody's welcome. But the, I, what I noted in the reporting was a kind of, yeah, they say that, right. but, but that's out of the other side of their mouth because they're not blessing same-sex unions. But that these are not inconsistent things, and it's not... Um, just an add-on to say that every person is welcome. I mean, every single person is welcome in the church.
1: Yeah, and that's coming from the catechism, paragraph 2358, where it recognizes, you know, there are some people who have these deep-seated tendencies or same-sex attractions, and it constitutes a trial for them, but they must be respected, accepted with respect, compassion, and sensitivity, and the catechism rejects every form of unjust Discrimination, right, right, and says that must be avoided, and it is not ad hoc to draw this distinction because there is a reality that the distinction is based upon, namely a particular type of behavior, yeah, and how we're going to treat the person, and that's a legitimate distinction that we can draw. Are there are there some people who will just kind of talk outside of the mouth and treat these individuals with? This these sorts of tendencies, and even those who engage in the, what we would say immoral behavior, are there people who treat them in uncharitable ways? Yes. yes. Right. But that means they're failing to live up to what the church teaches right. about how we ought to be treating them as persons. Yeah. While at the same time recognizing we can make judgments about the behavior. Right as to whether it's moral or immoral, in this case, in this particular behavior,
0: immoral. Okay, so uh, let's listen to Don. Uh, the, let's uh, get, listen to the whole thing, uh, and then we'll um, I'll pull out some quotes from it and sure. just ask you to kind of, uh, yeah, as we'll a philosopher and theologian, it. Uh, give us Sounds a like Catholic Sounds like fun. Let's okay. do it. All right, uh, here's Don Lemon on The View. Well, a uh, to pivot, you got engaged to your fiancé, Tim, in 2019. <laughs> and this morning, and you guys are so cute, we learned that the Vatican has said that the Catholic Church won't bless same-sex unions, quote, since God cannot bless sin. They go on to say that this does not imply a judgment on persons. But I want to know, do you think this sends a damaging message, and how do you feel about that, given that obviously you are now engaged and going to get married?
2: Well, I think there are, listen, I respect people's right to believe in whatever they want to believe in their God. But if you believe in something that hurts another person that or that does not give someone the same rights or freedoms, not necessarily under the constitution, because this is under God, uh, I, I think that that's wrong. And I think that the, the Catholic church and many other churches really need to reexamine themselves and their teachings, because that is not what God is about. God is not about hindering people or even judging people. And to put it in the context of race, I find that, uh, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said the most segregated per- place on earth, uh, time on earth was 11 a.m. on a Sunday morning. So I think that religion and the pew keeps us from actually, they're barriers from people actually getting to know each other. So I would say to the Pope and the Vatican and all Christians or Catholics or whomever, whatever religion you believe out, you, you happen to belong to out there, go out and meet people and try to understand people and do what the Bible and what, what Jesus actually said if you believe in Jesus, and that is to love your fellow man and judge not lest ye be not judged. So instead of having the pew hinder you, having the church hinder you, instead of being segregated in the church or among yourselves, go out and have a barbecue and meet people, and start, um, and, and start breaking bread with people and getting to know them, much as I do at Joy's house, mostly Sunny coming to my house, Sarah coming to my house, me going to Whoopi's house <laughs> for barbecues, and I, I'm telling the truth, and then hopefully I will be celebrating some sort of meal with Megan and Liberty at her house or at my house.
0: Okay. Uh, thank you, Darren. Uh, okay. So that's what uh, Don had to say. I have to uh, just wholeheartedly agree with the ending part about barbecues. I think we should. <laughs> and I, and I, but I mean that in a, not just a, a flippant sense, but uh, really getting to know people is fundamental to the gospel. You can't Amen. love people you don't know. And, and and if there's you know a gay couple in your neighborhood and you're turning the cold shoulder to them, that's not how, what Christ called us to do. So uh, I'm just throwing that in as, as my little thing because I'm, I'm in favor of barbecue. Amen to that. Okay, so let me give you some quotes, and you kind of... Sure. Okay? We'll think through it. So at the beginning, he says, I respect people's right to believe in whatever they want to believe in, in their God. Yeah, that's fair, right? Okay. Kudos to him for that. At least, you know, he's
1: acknowledging that, hey, we're all rational beings with freedom, and we need to be able to pursue and inquire as to what is true without the threat of physical coercion. So... You know, he's not throwing around the, um, you know, tolerance label or intolerance sort of thing. He's respecting, hey, we need to all pursue the truth. And whatever conclusion we come to, that's what we come to. And we're in agreement there. And, of course, he would disagree with whatever conclusion we're coming to. So at least that statement as it stands, uh, that's fair. That's fair game. And we agree. So we want to respect everyone's. Freedom to pursue the truth and come to whatever conclusions they come to.
0: Right. We we wouldn't want Don Lemon coercing us, and we don't want to co- coerce. That's right. Don Lemon. And notice, and, God bless and, and
1: notice, that. he's not implying that you know we need to accept everyone's conclusions as equal and valid as many people often do. He's making a claim that. Our conclusion here as Catholics and as Christians who oppose same-sex sexual activity, he said, I mean, the implication is that we're wrong. Yeah. And that's okay.
0: Yeah, sure. Right. We can make those judgments. Those are the kind of conversations we can have. It's people who say there is no such thing as right and wrong. <laughs> it's right. It's harder to have a conversation Indeed. with. Indeed. All right. So he goes on to say, if you believe in something that hurts another person, that does not give someone the same rights or freedoms, not necessarily something under the Constitution because this is under God, I think that that's wrong.
1: Okay, so there's your judgment, he making a, uh, he's making a moral judgment there. That is wrong. So, yeah. we're we're fair game here. We're playing ball about analyzing and thinking about what is right, what is wrong, what yeah. is good, what is bad. Okay. So there are two things here, Sai, in this particular quote that I want to target that I think are worthy of reflection. First of all, he's talking about hurting another person. So, what is the action that hurts other people. Well, for Don here, it's making a negative evaluation about some behavior and saying we can't celebrate it because that's what he's attacking
0: Oh yeah, from yes, I see. the
1: perspective of the Catholic Church because the right. Catholic Church is saying, no, we can't. God can't approve of sin, right? We can't approve of sin. And that's what he's attacking. So we're basically saying, hey, that particular behavior, same-sex sexual activity, that's immoral. That's bad. That's a sin. We can't celebrate it. In Don's mind, that is what the action is. That's hurtful. That's That's what's hurtful.
0: Our judgment is hurtful to him.
1: That's right. Okay, so now this raises a question, well, wait a minute, are we forbidden to make Any negative moral evaluation? Must we celebrate all types of human behavior?
0: No. Of course not. Even Don Lemon. That's right. right. He's He's not arguing that. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, if making a negative moral evaluation of a behavior were hurtful in and of itself, well, then, of course, Don would be hurting us for making a negative moral evaluation of our behavior, right? right? And our judgments that we're making concerning same-sex sexual same-sex sexual activity, and saying that we can't celebrate it, okay? Right. Now, furthermore, I don't think we want to say, we don't want to go so far and say that, you know, we can't make any negative moral evaluations of human behavior because, in that case, we'd have to say, well, we can't make any sort of negative moral evaluation of racism or rape. Yeah. But, of course, Don was on The View to talk about a book about racism. That he came out with about racism. So surely we can make negative moral evaluations of human behavior,
0: right? Just not this one. Just not this one,
1: apparently. This one, apparently. Yeah, right. right. And so that's a flaw in his thinking, right? He's thinking that our judgment, that same-sex sexual activity is immoral and that we can't celebrate it, is hurtful. But if we apply his line of reasoning that he's using for that human behavior and critiquing us, well, then we're going to have to use the same line of reasoning and critique his negative judgments about racism, right. which, of course, is absurd. And we don't want to do but that. But even
0: closer to home, we would have to do it with – I mean, just to keep it in the sexual realm, we'd have to do the same thing for, say, adultery. That's right. And because the adul- Or as I mentioned, rape, the sexual coercion. The adultering person would say – well, you, 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 that's hurtful to me for you to judge me. Right? That's right. You well, can't
1: you can't make a negative judgment about my behavior. That right. hurts. That hurts me. That's hurtful. Yeah. But that's absurd, right? That is absurd. And so, what we're doing here is we're trying to tease out. The, the the reasoning that Don's using to try and attack or critique, we can use that word, critique, right. the Catholic position. Right, because he has the apart. option
0: of just saying, I disagree with the Catholic. That's right. And he, if like he would have left it he right, he could have said that and we'd have been like, Fine, That's right. We don't need you. I mean, you but
1: need- he goes forward and gives reasons for that judgment. Yeah, And right. so what we're doing here is looking at those reasons and showing that they do not justify his disagreement with the church's position, right? And saying that we're wrong. Right. Okay. Now there's a second thing in this quote that I would like to think through with you, Cy. He talks about the act, you know, the act of not giving someone the same rights or freedoms under God. Right. Right. So what is he talking about there? Well, he's talking about Catholics, the Catholic church, not blessing same sex unions and not considering them as marriage. Right. Now, Think about this. Surely it's not always hurtful to forbid people from doing something, right? No, of course not. We forbid criminals from walking the streets, right? We lock them up in jail because we stop them from causing unnecessary harm to others and stealing things. We forbid blind people from driving, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's not always hurtful uh, to forbid people from doing something. And also, too, it's not always bad to not consider something in the way that someone else demands we consider it. Yeah. So think of my 10-year-old. If he comes and says, Dad, I demand that you consider me eligible to have access to your vehicles and drive every day wherever I want to go to. I can say, no, son. (laughs) And I'm not a bad person for that. No. So there are some things that we can say no to when they're demanding that we consider it the way they th- are considering it. And we can say, no, we disagree with that, and we're but, not going to consider it the way you consider it. So in yeah. this context, Don is, and others are demanding the Catholic Church consider same-sex sexual unions as marriage. Yes. And we're saying no to that. We're right. not going to consider it that way.
0: But they're not accepting the no. That's they're, right. They're saying you don't have the right to say that no. No.
1: That's right. And so what I'm saying is that you can't simply respond and say, oh, well, that you know, that's uh, hurtful to me, or you're not giving me the same right or the freedom under God. Well, hold on for a moment. Think about our forbidding of criminals. The reason why we forbid criminals from doing those things is based upon the reality of the type of behaviors they're doing. The reason why I forbid my son from having full access to my vehicles is based on the reality of his youth and his immaturity. He's not ready for that yet, okay? So Don's claim here is really that it's wrong or unjust to not give someone the right or freedom to marry a member, quote-unquote marry, a member of the same sex, assumes that quote-unquote marrying a member of the same sex is a legitimate good for us as human beings. And of course, the sexual activity involved in that is a good for us as human beings as ordained by God, right? But that's the assumption that's driving his claim, hey, Catholic Church, you can't be forbidding someone the right and the freedom that comes to them from God. That assumes that pursuing a same-sex sexual union is a legitimate good for us as human beings. Right. But that's what we would debate
0: and say, no, it is not. But I think that uh, it sounds to me like Don Lemon and the women on The View are are of The View that, you know, pop culture has decided this. The federal courts have decided this. CNN has decided this. You are somehow not on the bandwagon. We've all figured this out. You just haven't figured it out yet. Right. So there's a refusal to go, no, they've probably thought about it just as much as I've thought about it. And they've come to a different conclusion. This. No, the only way you could come to that conclusion is that you just don't like gay people.
1: And, and that's that becomes manifest and evident in some of the
0: other remarks that Don makes. Should I give you some more? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, at another point, he says, I think that the Catholic Church and many other churches really need to re-examine themselves and their teachings because that is not what God is about. God is not about hindering people, even judging people.
1: All right. So first of all, God is not about hindering people. Well, that's a little bit vague, right? Because if, if he means by hindering people, like God does not hinder people in general, well, surely God hinders people from committing sinful behaviors by way of inviting them to repent, repent and believe in the gospel, and stop engaging in sin. So that's a form of hindrance, at least in Don's mind, right? Uh, God gives us grace to move us to repent, to get out of sin. That's a form of hindrance, at least in Don's mind. So if Don means by hindrance, hindrance in general, Well, God does hinder people in that way by telling us, don't do that, (laughs) right? It's the Ten Commandments, thy shall not, thy shall not, and saying, do this, which is in in accord with human happiness and holiness, etc. Now, if, Don, means God's not going to hinder people from same-sex sexual behavior— or activity, if that's what he means, God doesn't hinder people from that sort of behavior, well, of course, once again, that assumes that same-sex sexual activity is a good type of human behavior, and thus, God would not hinder us from it. But that's where the debate lies, right? So, once again, we're back to that question, is this sort of behavior good human behavior or Mm. bad human behavior? Right. And that's where the conversation has to go, before we can begin making all of these other
0: judgments that John is making, secondly, can I do, you go ahead? As a Christian, I just want to say this before we go on to the next thing. My assumption, and it's, I think it's based on good scriptural evidence, is that when I die. God will judge me. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I am <laughs> expecting that. If that does not happen, that's right. going to be a shocker to me.
1: And that gets to the next thing that he says, God does not judge people. Yeah. And I don't know how he might parse that in his mind as to come to well, the he conclusion does use God does Christ's not own judge. words
0: uh, judge not lest you be judged. But
1: notice he says God does not judge people. If he right. were to say, "You Catholics need to stop judging people," Well, then we could analyze what he means by judgment. I see, but he's... But he's saying God does not judge. So that raises the question, what do you mean by judge? Well, if he means God doesn't judge people's culpability? Well, yeah, that's what yep. God does. Right. In fact, he's the only one who can judge an individual's culpability in truth and fact of the matter because only he has access to the inner movements of the heart and the mind. Right. So he's just flat out wrong there, at least from the Christian perspective. If he's saying God does not judge, he, he must be thinking of some other God. But yet, Right, because the appeals, Christian God he, but tells he, us he, he judges. Right. Yeah. But he appeals to Jesus. He appeals to the Christian understanding understanding of God so it's legitimate for us as
0: Christians to say, no, Don, God does judge people's culpability. Right, like it's not just a matter of your misunderstanding. We have a disagreement about God. You're misrepresenting the gospels. That's correct. Because the gospels are very clear. I mean, just uh, go to, what is, is it? The fifth chapter of Matthew with the sheep and the goats? Am I in the wrong Matthew chapter? 25. Matthew 25, yes. yes. So, you know, uh, it's very clear. There you, will be judgment. If, if you feed the hungry, you're on one side. If you refuse to feed the hungry, you're, you're on, on the, the other side. That's yes. a judgment. That is That's
1: correct. And
0: the other possible
1: meaning there is well, God doesn't judge the immorality of behaviors. Well, that's not true because God does judge certain behaviors to be immoral. Thy shall not, the Ten Commandments, right? Now, if Don means, once again, God does not judge the immorality of same sex sexual activity. Well, then, once again, we're back to that fundamental question. We can't get away from that. Is that that behavior appropriate human behavior
0: or not? And that's where we're going to have to have the conversation. And to put it into context, Don continued, uh, oh, excuse me, and to put it into the context of race that you know, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said that the most sacred place on earth is 11 a.m., on a Sunday morning. I feel like I read that wrong, but maybe I, I hope I apologize to Don Lemon if I just read that wrong, but it's an 11 a.m. on a Sunday morning. And yeah. especially coming from a Baptist perspective, that was quite true. As a Catholic, you maybe he, maybe Martin Luther King should have been in more Catholic churches because it's much less true there, but uh, not, I'm not gonna deny racism in the church. Sure. Of course not. Sure, sure. Yeah, so the first thing is he's saying the most segregated place on
1: earth is in church on a Sunday morning. Right. But notice the implication here, Sai. The implication is belief about the immorality of same-sex sexual activity is bad—why? Because it separates us from people who believe it's okay. That seems to me to be the implication, because what's the target? The Church says, this sort of behavior is wrong and immoral, therefore we can't celebrate it. And in response to that Catholic belief, Don is saying, Well, the most segregated place on earth is on a Sunday morning in church. Why? Because we say this behavior is immoral and we're not going to celebrate it. Okay, well, if that's the case, well, then what about someone's belief of the immorality of racism? Yeah. That segregates us and separates us from those who think racism is okay. Right. So should we cast a negative light on that belief as well?
0: Yeah, like what if the Catholic Church said, well, we we, we just we can't uh, bless uh, racist rallies, for example. Would right. you say, well, that's wrong for you would to Would you say judge. that's hurtful yeah. toward the people and who are racist? And by the way, racist? we don't bless not.
1: racist rallies. Right. <laughs> of course not. So yeah. if we were to follow, here's the point. If we were to follow Don's logic, then we would have to cast a negative light on Christian's belief that racism is immoral if we follow his logic. Of course, he's not going to want to go there because he rejects racism. He views it as immoral. But what we're trying to show here is that if we follow his logic, it's going to lead to these absurd conclusions. So he can't be using this Segregation reason for rejecting the church's position against same-sex sexual behavior. It just falls flat on his face. It doesn't work.
0: At this point, I have to say I, I I get the feeling that what is happening actually is it's a little bit platitudinous. What Don Lemon is doing, he's kind of throwing a bunch of ideas at us, yeah. saying, "Well, th- this is mean, and you guys are going to get over this meanness sometime in the future." And you know, Martin Luther King was against meanness, and all. all that. It, it kind of seems like a collection of half thought out platitudes that are meant to make the point, you, right. guys, you guys are mean for not accepting but, what I do.
1: But once again, that raises the question, well, is it mean to make a negative moral evaluation of some human behavior in and of itself? Of course not. So no. once again, we're back to the question, is, is that type a of good or,
0: a, or yeah. not a good behavior? And
1: speaking of behavior, it's important that we emphasize the behavioral aspect of what we're making judgments on, because notice Don here is now, and put into the context of race.
0: Yeah, he did that. He right. did
1: that. So he seems to be drawing a parallel between a Christian's refusal to celebrate same-sex sexual activity with the refusal to recognize the equality of people of different races. But that's a false comparison. Yeah, Because one
0: deals with race, the other deals with behavior. They're two totally different things. Can I tell you what would be a good analogy? If he said, uh, racism is like discriminating against the person who has homosexual inclinations. Because, I mean, now it's not a perfect analogy, but that's closer because, I mean, race is not in any way a, a problem so we i mean that's so, right so so it's not the analogy falls apart there because the but, church
1: does affirm in paragraph 2357 of the catechism that the same-sex attraction within right. this context is an objective disorder so the inclination the right. propensity itself is disorder but race is not so that's where the analogy would fall apart but but what but, i'm saying
0: is there's a difference between behavior and person yes. and so we we don't a person who's a, a black person, for example, if you discriminate on the basis of their being black, they didn't do anything to deserve right. that, they, they, that. That's sure. wrong. The person who's just walking around with homosexual inclinations, you just, you you say, oh, we don't want you in the Catholic church. That would be wrong. They didn't do correct. anything.
1: That is correct. So They're the analogy. That's words. a closer correct. analogy
0: than this idea of- Race and behavior. Well, B- race and behavior. Yes. Exactly. They're two- Thank you.
1: Listen, we don't evaluate the morality of race. And whoever does, right, if you say, well, you're immoral because you're of a certain ethnic group, well, that's absurd because morality has to do with human behavior. (laughs) It doesn't have to do with race. It's a category mistake, right? And so to draw a parallel between race, you know, the refusal to accept the equality of human beings uh, based upon their ethnicity and compare that with refusal to celebrate same-sex sexual activity, it's two totally essential different Things And so this comparison just simply falls apart and does not work.
0: Uh, can I give you another uh, quote? Right. Sure, let's do it, yeah. Okay, this one's a, a bit longer, but you can make what of it uh, what you will. So I think that religion and the pew keeps us from actually, there are barriers that keep us from actually getting to know each other. I yeah. would say that the Pope and the Vatican or all Christians or Catholics or whomever, whatever religion you happen to belong to out there, Go out and meet people and try to understand people. Instead of having the pew hinder you, having the church hinder you, instead of being segregated in your church or among yourselves, go out and have a barbecue and meet people and start breaking bread with people and getting to know them. Yeah. so I feel very judged by that. (laughs) I do. I have to say, it's like... You think that because I sit in a pew on Sunday, I don't visit with my neighbors? Like, I don't have the same family issues that you have? Right. Like, I'm sitting in a pew, somehow that's like putting blinders on? That's just rude to talk that way.
1: Yeah. And if you were to use his logic, you could turn the tables and apply the same language toward him and say, hey, that's hurtful to me. You're wrong. You need to stop doing that, right? Yeah. And so you can simply... Yeah, assuming that I'm some kind of rube who never
0: goes out of church is rude. Yes. That's rude. It
1: is. It is this now notice the implication here of don's statement if i know him and understand him right or anybody oh, like him, oh that's right yeah. notice the reasoning behind what he's saying here if i know him and understand him well then i'll come to see that same sex sexual activity is morally okay that's his argument <laughs> that's, that's the, that's, implication, that's the of it, implication of the implication saying, saying anyways hey yeah y- All you Christians out there, you oppose homosexual behavior, same-sex sexual activity. Invite me to a barbecue. Invite me to a (laughs) barbecue and and have table fellowship with me. What's the implication? Well, I'll come to see that that sort of behavior is okay. Right. Well, why would getting to know someone make me think that same-sex sexual behavior is morally okay? Right. Maybe because I'll see that they're nice people?
0: Yes, sentimental. Right. It's, it's sentimental. But, but
1: I don't yeah. think same-sex sexual behavior or same-sex sexual activity is immoral because the people who engage in it are mean or evil or not nice. right. So that can't be the, the issue. Maybe I'll see that they have good intentions. If I go to the barbecue and have a have some dinner with Don, Don here, I'll see that he has good intentions and so therefore the implication being, I'll come to see his behavior okay. But I as okay. already assume.
0: I don't know Don Lemon. I already assume he has good intentions. That's right. I think I'm sure he's a great
1: person. And I think this is really what's going on here. I think this is what's driving his statements. Come get to know me. You'll see I'm a nice guy. I have good intentions. But here's the problem, Si. Our judgment that same-sex sexual activity is immoral is not based on one's intentions. Such that if I figured out that the person really has good intentions, well, then all of a sudden the behavior becomes okay. Yeah. Our judgment that same-sex sexual behavior is immoral is based on the fact that it is a voluntary thwarting or violation of the design that God has bestowed In our sexual powers, that our sexual powers are made for procreation and to voluntarily use those powers while actively thwarting what they're naturally designed for, namely procreation, that becomes a perverted activity. It's contrary to the order of good that God has inscribed in these sexual powers and thus is not good for us as human beings. And therefore, we ought not to pursue it.
0: But it's the same argument we make about contraception, by the way. Exactly. So, so this, I, I just so that John Lemon doesn't feel like we're, we're picking on him, him. Right. right? But it's the, the same, same exact same reasoning. argument about contraception. Amen. Yeah. It's
1: based upon the natural moral law. So, are there some things that might, some behaviors that might be morally neutral, that could be deemed evil or bad based upon one's intentions? Yes. Sure. But this is not one of those behaviors.
0: No, right.
1: So regardless of how good a person's intentions are when they're entering into these same-sex sexual unions, it does not take away from the fact that the same-sex sexual behavior is intrinsically disordered, is intrinsically evil. It's contrary to our human good. So a person could have the best of intentions— Desiring that love and friendship and emotional satisfaction and emotional connection and physical pleasure, all of those desires are good, right? In this particular case, some of those desires might be disordered in certain ways, but the behavior itself is still immoral and contrary to our good. And so it's just simply a manifestation that the the principle that Don and others are operating on and saying, hey, I'm a nice guy, come and get to know me. They're operating—their morality is based upon intentions alone. As long as I have good intentions, regardless of what the behavior is, then the behavior is okay. Right. But that's something that we're going to challenge as Christians and say, no, that's— that's, That's not, not right, because there are some things, regardless of the person's intention, listen, if, if I have the good intention to support my family, but that doesn't justify me to go and rob the bank down the street, right? right. That's a simple example. So too, just because I have good intentions in entering into this, this sort of union or relationship, that doesn't justify the same-sex sexual behavior that an individual is going to be engaging in. Right. Now, they might respond and say, oh, but it is okay to engage in that behavior. And that's where the question right, is going to Right, that's the line. conversation we have to have. That's the conversation we have to have and answer that question. Is the behavior moral or immoral? Is it right or is it wrong? And, and so that's the fundamental question that has to be answered first before... We begin talking about whether we're loving the person or being mean to the person and all of this right. other
0: stuff that's sort of thrown at is us. that act right or wrong? That well a, a place where I, I experience this a lot when people ask us questions on the radio program is the mother and father who um are having trouble conceiving a child who want to use in vitro fertilization. Yes. So as Catholics they want to know, well, I, I just want to make a baby. God loves babies. Right. We're supposed to be pro baby. Why can't I use in vitro fertilization? And this is, I'm just saying this because this is the analogy that works for me. It's painful to say, but your intention to make a baby does not overcome the. The evils evil of the act of the, and, and there's and I can list the various things, including the the destruction of right. embryos and the separation of of uh, the the procreation from the love of the parents and all of that. Yeah. But the the point is, and I say this in part because I do want Don Lemon and anybody who might be listening to. Who, who shares his view to understand this is not picking on gay people. The, the church can never give a blessing to say a uh, in vitro fertilization clinic. It can never give a blessing to people who are engaged in adultery. It can't give a blessing to gay marriage because those things it doesn't matter what your intention is. Those right. things in themselves are wrong. Right. And the last thought that occurs to me is that in
1: no way, You know, you're talking about they shouldn't be thinking that we're picking on them. In no way should they think that we're being mean-spirited toward them. In fact, it's the opposite. The only reason why we say no to this sort of behavior and to Don and others and say you ought not to engage in that sort of behavior is because we love these people, right? What is love? To will the good of another. So I want, I desire the good for all people. And I desire that all people stay away from what's not good for them. That's all. We judge this particular behavior to not be good. Look at that.
0: <laughs> Very professional. <laughs>
1: we, we judge this particular behavior to not be good for us as human beings. And so because of love, yeah. we say, avoid it. And yeah. that's simply what the church is saying, because the church is looking out for our happiness. And only in living in a way that harmonizes with God's design, that's consistent with God's design, in particular, our sexual powers, only then will we be happy and so, because these sorts of behaviors are going to lead us away from our happiness, away from God in whom we have our happiness, the church says, don't do it. Avoid it, right? Yeah. Avoid it with a 10-foot pole. Stay away from it. And exercise the virtue of chastity. Why? Because only in living in a way that's consistent with God's
0: design will you be happy. So, that's the fundamental answer there. And that, but then to all sin. That's That's the fundamental answer to all of our sin. Uh, Carlo, thanks. Uh, Thanks very much. I appreciate you breaking it down with us. Thanks for having me, brother. I'd like to go to a barbecue with Don Lemon. I'd probably prefer to go to a barbecue with Whoopi Goldberg, just saying. But I wouldn't mind going to a barbecue uh, with Don Lemon. I'm always up for a barbecue, especially when it is free. But I have to say, uh, Don Lemon gives us a bit of a dilemma here. Are our beliefs as Christians about blessing same sex unions rooted in prejudice that comes from maybe as Dawn implied, us not knowing enough gay people, or are they rooted in something other than prejudice? Is there a reason to believe as we do about sex, about contraception, about uh, homosexual relationships, about any kind of relationship about marriage? Is that all passe? Are we over that or is it something solid and actually something really good given to us as a gift by our Lord, Jesus Christ. Something that will, a a teaching that will persist until the end of time because it's rooted in the truth and he himself is that truth. I think it's the latter. You have to make up your mind. You can always send us an email if you'd like to disagree, agree, or suggest a future episode. Our email is focus at catholic.com, focus at catholic.com. Also, don't forget, if you're watching on YouTube, to like and subscribe. That helps to grow the podcast, and it is growing, and we're grateful for your help. If you listen to the podcast, maybe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or something like that, and you want to give us that five-star review, maybe say a few nice words about us, that also helps to grow the podcast. And if you would consider, please, financially supporting us, it really does cost us some money to do this, and uh, we need some money to support it. If we're going to keep doing it, your support uh, is welcome at givecatholic.com. Just go to givecatholic.com, write a little note, says this is for focus, uh, and uh, it'll get to us and, and keep funding, keep us in funds to be able to do this. I want to thank uh, Carlo again. It's always great to get to do uh, these kind of pop, more pop culture things with uh, Carlo, who's always got his face in a book. We just get him up. Just look at a video for a minute, Carlo. All right, that'll do it for us. I'm Cy Kellett, your host. We'll see you next time. God willing, right here on Answers Focus.